Good morning, everyone. Today, our Bible reading is coming from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Well, good morning, church. For those who might be visiting today, I'm Cathy. I'm one of the pastors here. You may not have seen me around if you've joined the church recently because I've had a little break, but I have been back for a couple of weeks and it's good to have everyone back together because it feels like it's been a while since we've all been in one space. I wonder whether you've heard the expression one in all in. Heard it? Basically, the concept is when one person commits, the whole group commits with them. Back in 2007, Steve and I were travelling with friends and it was the first time any of us had been to Europe and we were feeling just a little bit nervous about how things work in a foreign country. So we made a commitment together that it would be one in, all in, that no matter what happened, we were all in it together. So it was all going to work well, right, Steve? Yeah, you can see where this is going, can't you? On our very first day, the four of us were racing down a set of escalators, luggage in tow, down into an underground railway in Rome. The train was quite packed, but it was getting ready to leave, and I was sure we could make it all on. So I hauled my luggage on, I squeezed myself into this train, Doors closed, face pressed against the window, train beginning to pull out, and suddenly, to my horror, I realised my three friends are still standing on the platform <laughs> watching me leave to goodness knows where. I learnt a valuable lesson that day. One in, all in only works if all are actually in. <laughs> While we're on sabbatical in the second half of 2018, Steve and I took time to just try and discern the Lord's plans for PBC. And one of the things that he laid on our hearts was that in 2019, we were to call all in our church to prayer. This is a one-in, all-in season for us as a church. We haven't actually had a season like this that I can remember. So here's the heads up. At the end of this message and over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be asking, are you in? But first, let me explain the ask. The ask is, in fact, that you would ask. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7 and 8, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. Ask, seek and knock are active verbs. Did you notice that? And so they carry a sense of earnestness about them, that we're going after something. I wonder what it is that you earnestly ask the Lord for. If we were to gather up all of the prayers that you prayed in this last week and we were to lay them out for examination, what would the content look like? How many of your prayers would you say would sit in the category of life-changing, world-changing kinds of prayers versus those that perhaps would be best summed up as more of a, a get-us-through-today kind of ask? Life has a certain stress and busyness about it for all of us. And so, I don't know about you, but I know for me, my prayers then contend toward the get us through today kind of asks. Well, don't hear me wrong, Jesus taught us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. It was he who told us to do the get us through today asks. 
But in that same prayer, he also taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are kingdom prayers. They're world-changing, life-changing kinds of prayers. So this one-in-all-in call that we're making is about a commitment to pray the life-changing prayers because we are convinced, and each of our lives bear testimony to this, that Jesus transforms lives. Is that true? But we're also convinced that given the size and the health of our church and the great ministries that PBC has, that we aren't seeing as many lives transformed as we could be. So in response to that, we do believe that the Lord is calling us all to build up the soil of prayer in this place. Well, can I tell you a story where there was a community-wide response to prayer? This story is located in the Persian capital of Susa, where a large Jewish community remained after the Babylonians had deported them there years earlier. This story revolves around a Jewish girl called Esther. And we don't know what happened to Esther's parents, but Esther was raised by her cousin Mordecai, who was a minor government official, and he was a leader, a secret leader really, of a Jewish community. Well, through God's arranging of events, Esther goes from being an unknown Jewish girl in exile to someone of high prominence. She becomes the queen of Persia, the wife of King Xerxes. Now, the Jewish community would have seen this as such a win that God had appointed one of their own to become queen. But then one day, opposition begins to stir against the Jews and the king is persuaded to issue an edict that on a certain day, the whole Jewish community would be annihilated. So this would be like the Jewish Holocaust in World War II where Nazi Germany murdered six million Jews over four years. Only King Xerxes has organised it, so it's all going to happen on one particular day. So Mordecai asks his cousin Esther to speak as the queen, to speak with King Xerxes about this edict. Now you need to understand the context of this story because this happened at a time when no one was allowed to approach the king unless they were first invited to do so. So even as queen, for Esther to approach the king could have resulted in her death unless as she entered the inner court, he was in a good mood and he extended his gold scepter to her. So this was high risk. Not only could Esther end up dead, but so too all of the Jewish community in Susa. So do you know what Esther does? Before she approaches the king, she rallies the whole Jewish community to pray. She instructs her cousin Mordecai to gather all the Jews in Susa to fast and pray for three days. And Esther herself commits that her and her maids will also do the same. And do you know how the Jews respond to this request? They do it. The Jews who were so renowned for grumbling don't grumble at the imposition that fasting for three days would have caused. They don't make excuses that they already have plans. Nor do they passively trust God's providence. After all, they could have thought, if God has arranged it, that he has appointed a Jew to be queen, and if he has all these promises over us as a nation, surely God's going to make things work out right for us. Surely. It was this last point that challenged me as I read this story recently. It caused me to reflect on the times when we passively content ourselves with God's providence and we pull up short when it comes to prayer. We can be content that God has put good leaders in place at PBC. We can be content that they're leading what seems to be some great ministries. 
We can be content that we see swarms of children and young people in our church through the week. We can be content that things seem to be going well in the church. We can be content that we're planting another church in Parramatta City. But the story of Esther challenges us that it's not just about having the right people in right places. It's not just about having programs that will reach people. God is looking for his people to gather together and pray, to ask him for what is needed. And that's exactly what the Jews do. Of course, they're aware of the urgency to pray in their situation because their very lives are at stake. And we might say, well, that's a unique situation. But have we lost the gospel perspective? People's lives are still at stake. Jesus spoke of the reality of hell and he made it perfectly clear that those who did not trust him as saviour and lord were destined there for eternity. You know, when we lose sight of that, is it any wonder that the edge goes off our earnest prayers, that our prayers then become more about the get us through today kinds of asks? I don't like to think about it in such blunt terms, to be honest, but most of my family are destined for death. But you know, when I don't think about it, they're the times when I don't pray too much about it either. Our story from the book of Esther has an incredible ending. God responds to the earnest prayer of his people, not just by rescuing the Jews from execution, but by completely reversing the situation. They experience incredible favour from the king and their enemies are, are dealt with once and for all. I encourage you, read the book of Esther for yourself this week and see if you too aren't in awe of how thoroughly God answers their prayer way beyond anything they could have imagined. God is moved by the earnest prayer of his people. And so as we kick off 2019, we want you to hear a Mordecai and Esther-like appeal. One in all in, would you join with your PBC community to earnestly pray for God to transform lives, for his salvation for those who don't yet know him, for his restoration for those who are broken, for his healing for those who are unwell. And of course, it's not just for God to transform others, but it's also recognising our own need for ongoing transformation as well. A couple of weeks ago on our pastoral team retreat, each of us shared stories of how God has transformed our lives. And we were reminded as we did that, just the many different ways that transformation can look in a person's life. Do you know the one constant in every story is that no matter how difficult our pasts have been or how challenging our present is, God can use all things to draw us to himself and to change us in the process. The Father's agenda is always for good in a person's life. Right after Jesus teaches us to ask, seek and knock in Matthew 7, he says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The Father wants his children to ask and to trust that he is good and that his greatest longing is that all of his created ones would recognise his love and goodness and turn to him. He is wanting to bring salvation and restoration. And so this year, would you join us to ask the Lord to transform lives. We would love to see all of our PBC family, from the very young 
right through every generation, seeking the Lord together. To help you with this, we've, we've made some little ask cards together with a card holder. And so they look like this. There's four different designs, as you can see, because we recognise there's four different personality types in our congregation. But you can choose one that would suit your space that you'll put it. But these cards say, ask, pray by name for God's transforming presence in others. You'd be thinking, who is it that God has put on my heart to be praying for this year? Seek, pursue more of God's transforming presence in your life. We're recognising this isn't just about others, but this is also about us seeking God as well. And knock, appeal for the places and the lives where you long to see a move of God. Our suggestion is that you place this card on a table where you will gather with people who you will pray these ask prayers with throughout the year. We're calling them table asks. So your table ask group might be your family or it might be your flatmates. So you probably need to have a discussion about this with them of will we do this together? When will we do it? And who are we going to be praying for? How, how would we like to pray? If you have kids... Can I encourage you, put this in words that they understand and pray together as a family for God to be transforming lives. So if you're praying with your family or flatmates, the table that you might be praying around may be your dinner table and that's where your table ask card will go. Alternatively, your table ask group might be your small group. And so again, we encourage you, discuss this together, make a commitment together. And the table where you put your ask card might be the coffee table where your group gathers. Your table ask group might be a ministry team that you serve with where you commit that you are going to pray more intentionally, more specifically together for God to transform the lives of those whom you serve. All those suggestions might not be suitable for you, so you might make a commitment with some other friends or other family that you regularly will gather around a table, might be a cafe table or some other table where you will pray together for God to transform. And for some of us, for one reason or another, praying with others won't be feasible for us, and that's okay. Do this alone if that works better for you. But the aim is, and hear this, is that all of us are earnestly praying for God to transform lives in 2019. Transformation of those who don't yet know Jesus, but transformation of those who do. Because we recognise that learning to live and love like Jesus is a lifelong process. And God can use a whole range of significant encounters to change us in the process. And so some of the ways that he might bring transformation of Christians, you know, he does things like rewriting an old narrative, a false narrative that we've lived out of for a very long time and God can rewrite that with his truth and it changes us. Or he brings freedom to an area in our lives that has been stuck or at times he might bring a deeper revelation of his character that changes us. Or a profound comprehension of who we really are in Christ. Or a life-changing experience of his love and grace. You get the idea, none of us are fully formed yet. And so will you pray for God to transform those who don't yet know him as well as those of us who do, including ourselves? Coming back to where we began this morning, the question we want to ask is, are you in? Will you be part of a move of God right across our church this year to earnestly ask the Lord to transform lives?
These table ask cards and holders are going to be available today and over the next couple of weeks, and there's just a couple of tables with them outside. You might have noticed them as you came in. And there's also a screen version as well for those who are more device savvy. So if you want something for your phone or other screens, you can access that as well. But can I just say, please don't take them as a souvenir. Please don't take it as just an aspiration. These are for those who say, you know what, I'm in. I'm committed to pray with my family in the ways that we are all going to be doing this year. So in two Sundays' time, there'll be an opportunity to express the commitments that we have made to ask through something creative. This is going to be that commitment that we formally make with each other, and it will include the kids as well. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for these reminders. There's so much more. There's so much more of you that we can experience, so much more of your grace being outpoured, so much more of when you make your presence manifest among us, there's healing, there is that transformation of our hearts. Lord, our lives get rearranged and the lives of those who don't yet know you gets rearranged as well. Stir our faith, stir our commitment, Lord God, to to partner with you, to pray into these things, Lord God, that we would earnestly seek you together as your people. Oh, Father God, I just want to pray that you would move through Parramatta Baptist Church this year in unprecedented ways. Lord, not for our sake, but for your glory, for your kingdom. And because these are the ones that you love, that you desire greater wholeness for. And so, Lord God, we pray that our desires would match your desire to see people transformed in the name of Jesus. Amen.